Hi, this is Rob Burnett, the writer-director of The Fundamentals of Caring. For this episode, we interviewed Patrick Bryce. We have Darren Generally from Geeks Worldwide, the Geeks Worldwide Network. Hi, this is Kevin Interdonato from the movie Bad Frank. On the line right now is Hayden Zetto, who played uh, Irwin in one of our favorite movies of the year, The Edge of Seventeen. Well, well, cool. Thank you guys for having me. Hi, this is Casey Spivey. This is Tony Germanario, writer-director of the film Bad Frank. Uh, this is Seth Goldsmith, the co-writer of Night Owls. And this is Charles Hood, the co-writer and director of Night Owls. Hey, this is Kurt Brownler from The Big Sick, and you're listening to Down the Hall Podcast. I saw someone reading that book uh, just recently. Really? Mm-hmm. Somebody I work with. Wow. That's good. <laughs> I, I don't know how it, it makes it you made it seem that it wasn't that wasn't an appropriate thing to say feels pretty pretty spot on if you ask me i don't even know how to start wait this. what did you just call him did you just call him rodo yeah, rodo that's, that's that's my nickname for him yeah, no, no, I'm gonna bring that in. I like that. Yeah. You should hear his nicknames for me, although I don't know it's necessarily kosher for the episode. Yeah, they'd make people uncomfortable, much more uncomfortable than my heavy breathing. <laughs> nope, I assure you that's the standard right there. No movie, no movie with Nicolas Cage actually needs to be seen, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't national Treasure is okay. National Treasure is a national treasure. Are you Donkey Bear Review Hot Man? Is that what? Is, are you him? I mean, he is a hot donkey bear. I've been calling you a hot donkey bear for a long time. I didn't. I didn't realize you also identified. What as a coincidence! Such. Yeah, it's a big coincidence. How did you know? And a month ago on SoundCloud, uh, there was a, a comment that said on the Pixar Theory episode that said, <laughs> "said you guys are haters, man. Try to watch the movies and understand it. Oh, wait, try to wa- try to watch the movies and understand. It sucks." Meaning, I guess the episode sucks because oh, we yeah, like, yeah. That's try confusing. to understand the Pixar the theory theory. sucks. You guys are haters, man. Try to watch the movies and understand. Period. It sucks. Three exclamation points. You guys don't watch the film, man. It's you not... haven't watched Wally like I've watched Wally. <laughs> you were there, man. Huh? Yeah. Just picture me high up with my top down on Highland and Sunset doing 85 on the top deck. See step by step, we walking on stars. If you looking for some action, you ain't gotta go that far. Now, just picture me Hollywood. Welcome in to an extremely exciting uh, once a year, once in a lifetime, I would say, because you can only celebrate a year in review once, because then it's yeah. two years in review, then it's three years in review, then it becomes the annual, then it review. becomes an annual review, which then feels the overly official, an- the which first feels like annual annual review it happens once. Here we are for the first time and the last time doing a year, the first year in review. Now that we've got that covered, you almost messed that up. Welcome back to an episode, newest episode of Down the Hall Podcast. We are joined, of course. By the guy who just won't leave, Lyndon Wells. I'm here with Rodney, and uh, and we're here to discuss the last year. Lyndon, I was pretty confident he was going to say I was the guy that won't leave. <laughs> I was pretty oh, yeah. sure. I'm, I'm, I'm hanging on. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So here, I can't believe it's it's been a year. I remember. I remember when we started this thing, not really knowing. I think we came up with the name before we came up with the purpose of the show. In fact, I know we did that. I think we said. 
huh, down the hall sounds pretty good. What do you want to do with that? <laughs> yeah, we said, <laughs> if we had a podcast, it'd be great to call it Down the Hall. You would record from down there, and I would... So we, I, I guess in our ideal dream, we're not recording next to each other, though, like we are now. Yeah, I think in all of my dreams, I am very far from you. But yeah. here I am, near you, every week, recording, because a person wastes 115 hours a year just looking for a movie to watch, and we decided we were going to take that mission on to help people take back movie night. So as we look back over this past year, we're going to take a peek into the movies we've recommended. We're going to highlight the guests we've had. We're going to do a segment completely devoted to you, the listeners. And then we're going to close with some really exciting news going into year two with a major announcement. I would go as far to say the most insane announcement we've ever had, despite our guests. Insane. Was I expected to chip in there? It's 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 insane. Something about like something about him saying that with a British accent seemed a little toned down. <laughs> what like mu- what do you mean? Like the excitement was muted? Yeah, like he he was he's he's not quite sure he agrees with us. Why are we talking about him like he's not on the phone? <laughs> the, the British don't get excited about much. To yeah, yeah. Fair. Speaking about uh, talking about him as if he's not on the phone. Uh, the first ever time we had Lyndon on for an episode was the top ten. Oscar uh, nominees that that didn't quite win, right? And we we're going through that, and the episode went great, and we we hang up, and and you know we had had a Skype call with Lyndon, and uh, we said goodbye, and we sat back, and and Roddy and I were like, man, that was that was awesome. That dude was great. Like, what an awesome guy. Like, that was a lot of fun. And then we just hear, hello, I'm, I'm still I'm still here. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, was what are good. you doing? Get out of here, weirdo. <laughs> I, I like, saved thanks. my insults when I realized that he was still on the line. <laughs> I, I just said, thanks for the ego boost. Yeah. I left it long enough to be awkward to hear exactly what you were saying. Yeah. We said good things because I remember thinking the whole time, like, oh, this guy actually knows. Like, you should do a movie podcast. <laughs> like, that was what I remember thinking. Spoiler alert. Uh, okay, so, uh, gentlemen. Shadowing that- action. That is far from uh, that is far from the most uh, the the worst mistake we made with a guest, which we will get into in this episode. Did this episode is gonna be fun because we're gonna we're gonna kind of take you behind the scenes. We're gonna tell you some of the bumps in the road from this past year. We're gonna tell you uh, some of the things we loved, and again, we're gonna highlight the movies because that's what really drives the show, and of course, the guests. And uh, and if you guys are ready to go, I am too. Ready? Let's go. Well, I don't know how you get a podcast, but you should look into it. Yes, of course, it's down the hall. I'm psyched. And here we go. All right. So like I said, so we, every week, provide a movie recommendation to help take back movie night. And the way we do that is we sift through the accessible movies. We go through Netflix. We go through Amazon, HBO, occasionally some Redbox, occasionally the theaters. But the point is movies that our listeners can go out and see that week. Uh, that are easily accessible to them. We also try to find ones that have higher IMDb scores, higher Rotten Tomatoes scores, and ones that we genuinely enjoy. Now, of all the movies we've watched, we probably said no to more than we said yes to. In fact, I know we have. But uh, here are the movies that we actually went through this year. Tonight, we are looking at the movie Dope. Um, so today, we are looking at the movie The Fundamentals of Caring. All right, The Hunt for the Wilder People. Short Term 12. Today, we are talking about the movie Sing Street. All right, so today, we are looking at the movie The Nice Guys. Captain Fantastic. Today, we are talking about the movie Chef. 
Today we're going to talk about the movie St. Vincent. So today we're looking at the movie Fruitvale Station, mm-hmm. which came out in 2013. We're going to talk about that, Rodney. Not about fruits. Uh, we are looking at A Monster Calls. The movie that we're looking at is Don't Think Twice. So the movie we are looking at today is called The Kings of Summer. Because we're doing... What movie are we doing tonight? We're doing The Founder. Because it's a new week, we have a new movie for you to schedule your movie night around, which is Lion. Uh, the movie that we are looking at is The Imitation Game. That's right. Uh, the movie we're looking at tonight is The Big Sick. The movie is called Dear Zachary. Rodney, what's our movie of the week? It is Midnight in Paris. The movie of the week this week is Big Eyes. Uh, from Big 20- Guys? Not Big Guys. Okay. Big Eyes. I was going to say, I, I, I was really concerned there for a minute that I had watched the wrong movie. Uh, the movie that we're looking at tonight is uh, Nightcrawler. So our movie of the week this week is the movie called The One I Love. So the movie this week is actually one that came from uh, none other than Rodney Hart himself. No big deal. Okay. No big deal. Sleepwalk with me. So like I said, today's movie is up in the air. Today's movie is uh, Sicario. So the movie that we're doing today is Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. So the movie night this week uh, is brought to you by the movie Night Owls. So the movie we're doing this week is Man Up. Because the movie of the week tonight is none other than 2017's Get Out. The movie of the week, uh, also thank you Dan, is uh, Zootopia. The movie of the week, speaking of destinations, is predestination all right chad so uh today we have the movie the prestige um this week we're looking at the movie girl with all the gifts so the movie of the week this week is imperial dreams our movie night recommendation of the week is creep wow is that the appropriate reaction Ooh, that's pretty uh, <laughs> it feels, feels inappropriate somehow mm. yeah <laughs> And there's a good run there, though, for a minute. I, I feel like the the section that I really loved was when we went from Hunt for the Wilder People, Short Term 12, Captain Fantastic, and The Nice Guys, and, then, and then Sing Street. All five of those are like nines or tens yeah. for me, I think. Sandwiched with war, top ten war films. Yeah, that was our still our most downloaded episode of all time. So that was a good run, That those six episodes in a row there. So it really was. I can't believe how many movies, I mean, just great movies we got to watch this year. Mm-hmm. I think the first question we should ask ourselves, what's the, um, what's the, f- what's your favorite movie? And I'm asking both of you, what's your favorite movie that you saw because of Down the Hall podcast? Basically having the listener experience by getting a movie recommendation. Now, for me, that would mean movies that either Rodney or Lyndon found and provided for the show or movies that listeners provided. And we're going to save listener recommendations for uh, you know, a, a few minutes from now. So just quickly, Lyndon, what is your favorite movie that you had never heard of prior to Down the Hall podcast? Uh, so for me, it's a Rodney recommendation. Uh, it's uh, Sleepwalk With Me, oh, which I yeah. really enjoyed. And um, before um, listening to, uh, to you guys on the podcast, I've never heard of My Babiglia. And since then, I've been texting you, and we've been watching his stand-up, and I enjoy it quite a lot. And Sleepwalk With Me, I think, was a kind of an undiscovered gem, I thought. I really admire your ability to say his last name. I I still struggle with that. It's so <laughs> true. Berbiglia. He I think every, the accent helps. Yeah, every time he pauses on it, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" And Ber- he's like, Ber- "Hold on, Ber- I'm thinking." Berbiglia. <laughs> um, thank you, Lyndon. Uh, well, I will reciprocate then. In that case, I'll, I'll I'll follow that up by saying that my favorite movie was actually a Lyndon pick, which was Hunt for the Wilder People. Such a good one. Yeah, Hunt for the Wilder People was one that I like. I watched with a smile on my face the entire time. 
I think watched again that weekend and recommended to like three or four people. But the kind of recommendation that was like, I would just annoyingly follow up and say, did you watch it yet? Did you watch it yet? Did you watch it yet? And uh, so a lot of people saw that movie after Lyndon had recommended it. Nice. Such a fun I'm still one. recommending that one now. Oh, it's such a fun one. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, Lyndon, the ones that you really brought to the table were A Monster Calls, Capt- Captain Fantastic, and Hunt for the Wilder People. And I feel like I'm torn between Captain Fantastic and The Hunt for the Wilder People. Uh, now, those were two we did back-to-back. So, again, that was a strong stretch there. Uh, I guess I got to agree with Rodney. I think Hunt for the Wilder People was one of the better finds that that we incorporated into Down the Hall. And, of course, the director's got on to do the latest Thor film now. Yeah, so Taika Waititi. Big, that's yeah, someone that... That's a tough name. I, Taika Waititi. Yeah, yeah. Waititi. <laughs> Uh, no, I love him. He's great. He's super creative and hilarious. Yeah. And his signature is just on everything he does, but in like a, not an overbearing way. Yeah. So, all right. Well then what was your favorite movie that a listener recommended? Well, guys, before we answer the question, I, I will say, if you're listening, and you don't know, you can go to our website that Rodney created and it's fantastic. And you can scroll down to the bottom and you can type in a movie that you want to recommend to us that we consider for a movie night pick. Now, we've gotten a lot of movies recommended to us, and we said no to most of them. I will say we watched all of them. And uh, we came away with uh, with five movies that we ended up turning into episodes. And uh, Ivy has a new one, by the way. Does she? Yeah, Deepwater Horizon. Oh, I so, saw her tweeting about mm, it or something. You're yeah. talking about it on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah okay, so deep with FYI. Mark Wahlberg? Yeah. So, okay. I know. Well, I did tell her I'm, I'm not hot on Mark Wahlberg right now, but mm-hmm. anyway, we tell her to go to the site and plug it in so that we have it like ready to roll, <laughs> ready to logged. Yeah. yeah <laughs> logged. So the, the list though, that, that the listeners gave us that we turned into episodes. Uh, so creep, which is our most recent episode. We actually heard about that movie from some of the guys that take two podcasts, dear Zachary, a uh, movie Rob told us about Zootopia. Uh, my brother Dan told us about predestination. One of the listeners uh, named Alan told us about that. And then um, short term 12 came from Hannah and Colleen, both in Chicago. And actually that was a night Rodney that uh, we were at Katz's deli in New York. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and Hannah said, are you Rodney from down the hall podcast? And I knew, I knew that it was planted, but nonetheless, I, I treated it as if I had been a real celebrity noticed for real in real life and uh i handled it with a lot of class i think and by class i mean i grossly enjoyed it (laughs) all right well what was your favorite uh listener rec my my favorite listener rec though short term 12 was great uh i'm gonna go with zootopia and the reason i'm gonna go with dan's zootopia pick is because that's another one that I've watched multiple times because I think it's a really fun movie. I actually thought that I was past enjoying a lot of the animated movies. Um, like I had seen a number of them. I feel like Frozen is a marking point for me on a lot of them where I was, it was just a movie that I thought like, oh, this really isn't for me anymore. Um, but Zootopia brought me back in to where I realized like, oh no, there are still some of these that I enjoy because I, I fully expected to watch it and kind of like it, but not love it. And that one I loved. So I'm going to go with Zootopia. Landon? I'm going to go with uh, Dear Zachary, as we've already mentioned. I think it's the kind of film that this this podcast is built to recommend. Mm. It's not really a well-marketed film. It's really raw and emotional filmmaking. And it's only people only really know about it by word of mouth. 
Uh, yeah, and films don't get much more emotional than that. No, that's a that's a that's a great one too. The antithesis of uh, Zootopia in yeah. terms of emotion. Yeah, I think mine was uh, short term twelve. So we had three different answers tonight, and that that was one that when we when it was recommended to us, you know, whenever a movie is recommended to us, we'll, we'll watch it. But when I watch it, I, I watch it twice in two nights, and I think appreciated it even more the second time. That that was one of my tens, as we've said already. So mm-hmm. that's my answer. Thank you to the listeners for giving us those recommendations. Continue to do that. Um, in fact, when Hannah and Colleen gave us the short-term 12 recommendation, the the director of that movie, Dustin Daniel Cretton, uh, actually tweeted at Hannah and said, thank you for, for the recommendation. Thank you for, oh, for giving my, my movie uh, notoriety. So what I guess we're saying is that you have a one in five chance if you recommend a movie to Down the Hall podcast of getting a shout out from the director. So she actually got a real like celebrity hello. Yes. You know? <clears throat> Where then she then giving you a fake celebrity hello. I think she handled the real one more classy than you handled the f- planted one. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's a there's something to be said about a uh, a celebrity that enjoys being recognized. There's a lot of things to be said about that. <laughs> So uh, we also give movies to avoid. I don't have as, as compiled of a list of those as, as we do for the movies we recommend. But every week we give a movie to avoid. Uh, did you guys have one that that you actually enjoyed that we said to avoid? I know I did. Well, I, I, I feel you guys may have been a little bit harsh on uh, life itself. I don't know if you actually made it through the opening scene. Couldn't get past the hanging jaw scene. <laughs> I'm sure it's a great movie, but I was so turned off to it in the first 30 seconds that I, I couldn't, I couldn't with yeah. a clean conscience recommend it. I feel like it's whatever, whatever people experience when they watch Psycho for the first time and like the knife is going through. So like that or was what saw. happened when I watched that. I was like, ah, so from that point, I haven't gotten further than that. I tr- I trust that it would be good. <laughs> it is. It's, it's not a great film. It's really interesting though. If you're on. Uh, into films like myself, he is obviously the ultimate film critic. Yeah, so it is interesting. Roger, is it Roger Ebert, right? Yeah. Story of Roger. Yeah, Ebert. yeah. Well, the one that I like that we said to avoid. It sounds like you two definitely wanted to avoid it. I actually kind of enjoyed it. Was Okja? I'm all set. Nah, I don't know. You're this, wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you're wrong. What, what kind of animal was it? A hippo? It was an okja, I think. It was yeah. a pig hippo was, thing. Oh, that's right. It was a pig. It was a oh, pig I... that looked like a hippo. Um, no, the movie that uh, I think both of those are at least good because um, it's one you could legitimately be interested in. But the one that I said to avoid that I still like is Mortal Kombat Annihilation. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said that one. I remember that episode. It was like a switch. It was like... Here's a movie that's so bad, it's actually good. We couldn't necessarily recommend it, but by telling you to avoid it, we're telling you to watch it. Yeah, and I I stand by that. If if anybody needs a laugh or a good pick-me-up, I think if you watch Mortal Kombat Annihilation, you're going to enjoy yourself. <laughs> Especially if you remember when that video game was big and when you were not allowed to watch that movie. So wait, Lyndon, here, quick question, though. You mentioned, yeah. so I can honestly say... In all the episodes we've done for movie recommendations, there isn't one, literally one, there is not even a single one that I feel like I half-heartedly recommended. Now, there's ones that I gave lower or higher scores to, like ranging from a 7 to a 10, but never once 
did I say, like, I wouldn't recommend this, but we just need to get an episode out this week. There's plenty that we say no to. But it sounds like you had a couple in mind that you didn't quite think measured up to the rest. There are a couple maybe I struggle to recommend as strongly as the others. I don't want to fit into a cliche, but some of the the, the rom-com you went with, not my favorite rom-com. What was um, that? Man Up. Oh, really? I thought, man, that was I've, such I've, an I've, enjoyable movie. It's, it's a bearable film, but one I struggle to recommend. And the one I really the one I really struggle to recommend, not because it's a bad film, but because it is a bit out there, was the one I love. And the people I told about it and recommended to it, they were just <laughs> the feedback was like, Oh, that was a bit weird. Yeah. Well, it's like it is an extremely odd movie. It's like really hard to describe to somebody. Yeah. Like I remember really struggling with how do we how do we do an episode on this and, and explain what the movie's about, but then also not spoil anything? Like a good variety of recommendations over the last year. Yeah, I I, I get what you're saying, man. I, I do think, though, and I, I know that every week we have discussions like this and we have to ask ourselves, are we honestly recommending this movie? And there's been times where you or I have been more enthused about a movie. Or, Lyndon, you know, you've mentioned, like, Free Fire, which we're still, like, on the fence about, right? Because Rodney fell yeah. asleep, I fell asleep. but I keep pushing it. Right, but, like, there's there's those types of conversations each week. And I, I can say, maybe listeners, if you do or don't get this just by listening to us, we don't put an episode out unless all parties involved truly would recommend it uh, or at least see the value in it being a movie night. And and so that's what we try to do. But um, something that we've also really had the privilege of, of being a part of, which I'm not sure we really expected coming into this. In fact, I I know we didn't expect was kind of the the – the, the crazy amount of guests we've, we've been able to work with. Um, and really, when I say crazy, I mean, not only numerically how many, but really like the, the people themselves, just the connections we've been able to make through this. And that's been one of my favorite parts of this, learning a lot about the creative process from people who are plugged into the movie-making world, whether it be actors or directors. I guess, guys, also I should say we didn't have Hayden, uh, Hayden Zito introduce Reported. himself but also we mispronounced his name <laughs> the entire time he was on the show. We called him. So Hayden, Hayden from, uh, from the edge of 17, edge of 17 uh, he yeah. plays the love interest in the edge of 17, uh, big movie, great movie from, from, you know, last year, uh, in, in Haley Steinfeld and, and, um, shoot, what's his name? Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. But, uh, all, all that Kara, to say, what's her name? Kara, Kira Sedgwick. Yeah. Kira Sedgwick. All that to say, we, we thought his name was Hayden, uh, Zeto and mm-hmm. we called him Hayden Zeto the entire interview. And turns out like, I think he tweeted later that week, it's Zito. And he like spelt like phonetically, but he was such an awesome dude. He was such a fun guy to have. We didn't think to have him introduce himself. We hadn't started that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an impressive list of guests managed to get on in just a year um i think my, my personal favorite is still rob burnett I, I i still use his well i always misquote it but i still use his quote that um our favorite films are kind of formed in our teenage years what did he say uh yeah he, our favorite our favorite films our favorite everything i think he said our favorite everything yeah tend to be found from our formative years our teenage years. yeah exactly and he, he gave you like how, how the film ended up on Netflix and how the film came to be and the finance behind it. That was all really interesting. And he's a really good guest. Yeah. Uh, but it was really good interviewing um, Tony Germanaria as well. He was good fun. I mean, is, is it time we, we uh, tell the Rob Burnett story, Rodney? I feel like only some people know this. Yeah. So um, speaking of Rob Burnett, and I, I think the thing is too, like like you had mentioned, he was 
he was so great, but he was such a fun like conversation the whole time too. Like he made it so comfortable to be asking him questions. But uh, before we started, uh, you know, we we typically get everybody on Skype, and you know, I have like a little recorder to record, you know, the two way conversation happening on Skype. And you know, he was telling us like, "Hey, I'm having an issue with with Skype," and you know, I work with technology for a living, so uh, you know, Joe was like, "Hey, like, what do you what do you think we should do?" And so I'm like kind of thinking through and I'm like, I've got it. I've got this figured out. I'm like, we'll, we'll just call him using uh, my laptop. We could call him using uh, the, you know, iPhone and I can just have, I have this other app where I can record the conversation. The only challenge is, is that I did not think to change the settings. So to make sure that it was picking up the microphone and not uh, the weird headphone, like computer microphone that was all messed up because of what we had plugged into it. And so um, what we were left with was perfectly crystal clear Rob Burnett audio and what sounded like alien noises. From us. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I got to say, so we do this entire episode. It probably took like 45 to an hour, 45 minutes to an hour to have this conversation with him. We were so pumped to get Rob Burnett. This dude was the executive producer of The Late Show, like, for 20 years. Like, he's a big name, and we don't deserve the interview, and we just didn't want to mess up. And I remember leaving, walking away from where we had recorded, and I hear Rodney say, uh, uh, Chet? It's a great, great Rodney impression. I think we might have an issue. <laughs> and and anyway, basically what we had was all of Rob Burnett and none of us. And so for the next three, four, five nights in a row, we were up late and we were re-recording our questions, re-recording our responses, re-recording our laugh. As we were <laughs> as we were as we were stalling, as we were like stalling for him like just to let him know, like, yeah, we're working on it. You know, we, we wanna make sure we're we're getting it good as we're stalling to tell him when it's gonna be released. Um but the worst part was that for the first quarter of it we could we had like enough of our own audio that we could like interpret through alien noises what we are saying and then that halfway through just stops so then at the end all we have is crystal clear rob Burnett audio responding back and forth to the things that were we were saying but we have no idea what we had said at that point you know it was like such a great conversation back and forth that we then had to remember like what is he answering here? You know, I would say like if you're a listener, go back, find that episode. It Rob Burnett was the the uh, the director of the uh, the Fundamentals of Caring, which was another Rodney find. And you know, even how we got to that point, we had done an episode on Dope, the movie Dope, not on Dope, the, the movie Dope, <laughs> and then the movie The Fundamentals of Caring in the same night. And I remember thinking, wow, the Dope episode came out great. The Fundamentals of Caring didn't, but then the Fundamentals of Caring episode blew up. Like people downloaded that downloaded that one like crazy and Rob Burnett found it and he loved it. So it turns out like the second one that we did, the one we didn't feel that great about became this open door, but go back and listen to the interview because like, let us know. I, I'm interested to hear now that, you know, like, does it sound like we re-recorded ourselves back in? I feel mm. like there's a couple parts where I can tell, but we, we were up to like two, 3 AM every night for the next few nights trying to make it work. And maybe, maybe the favorite thing. So when we then shared it with Rob Burnett, Maybe one of the things that I left feeling the best about, even though it showed that he had listened to it that carefully, was that he said, yeah, hey, I just listened to it. I thought it came out great. You know, I wish you guys just didn't edit yourselves out so much. 
That was his, that was his honest feedback. And so at that point I felt like I needed to tell him like, uh, so here's the deal. So we did end up admitting to him what, what happened. Um, always good though. Always good. He's been in touch with us since and he, you know, nothing's set in stone yet, but he has expressed interest in coming back on the show in the spring. Yeah. So So, no, it it was, um, yeah, that was, that was one of the things he did say like, you know, well, you guys are great conversationalists. I wish you had just kept more more of the back and forth in there. And I thought, we did too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but imagine, at least you did it that way around. Imagine if you hadn't recorded uh, Rob the Net properly. Oh, my, you don't. Oh, no. You don't like that's where you, you don't go back to him and ask him to schedule again. You don't <laughs> yeah. do that. At that point, you pack up shop. Yeah, you you stop <laughs> podcasting is what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Game over. <laughs> Lyndon, earlier you mentioned how we uh, incorporate the best and worst reviews into our episodes. So every week we look at what the critics have said about the movie and we find the singular best review or, or highest review and the singular lowest or worst review. And what we've found throughout the course of this year is most movies have 30 or 40, maybe 50 reviews um, from different publications, whether it be online or like newspapers. What we found was that consistently – and I don't even know what the math would be on this, like the percentage likelihood of this even being the case. But consistently, Slant Magazine ended up being the lowest review. And I think at first we just kind of didn't think much of it. But as time went on, as this montage will show, we became more and more hateful towards Slant as a publication. Uh, Rodney, our friends from Slant Magazine. Okay. Did um, they do a negative one in the past? You know, I feel like they've made appearances a few times, maybe yeah. negatively and positively. Slant. They yeah. keep popping up. So 95% of all critics are saying this is a great movie. Um, but the worst review did come from Slate. Not, not, not Slant. Not Slant. Close. You thought for a second I was going to say Slant. I was sure. going to say, wow, you are so hung up Slate. on Slant. Didn't you say recently that you were you were looking at a movie independently of the podcast, just looking up a movie? Yeah, I was looking up a movie. And, and Slant was the worst review. <laughs> it was. Most of what Slant Magazine spews is nonsense. So we banned them at one point. I banned them. You banned them. I banned them. And you you bring them back. Because without fail, I, I literally, we were looking at the best and worst review. I said, Rodney, how much you want to bet the worst review is from Slant? And two seconds later, when I got down to it, it was literally from Slant Magazine. This one is uh, from our old friends at, can you guess? Uh, Slant Magazine. Is it Slant? Keep showing up, man. John Favreau's film comes off as flippant in its view of independent labor as a universally liberating experience for an artist and businessman. That's the most insane take on a movie we've had so far. Because, first of all, it's not a take on the movie. First of all, it's looking at like one plot point yeah that's not it's not a loophole in the movie it's not a contradiction it's not a movie mistake it's something that you were like yeah but i think if it were me i wouldn't feel as liberated as him in the movie it explains that he has a benefactor played by robert downey jr can you tell me a more liberating thing as an artist and businessman than to have somebody paying for your venture? Right. Can you tell me a more liberating feeling slant magazine yeah you already you already hit if you were good enough at your job 
writer at Slant Magazine, for someone to say, you know what, I'm going to fund you to start your own, your own magazine. That wouldn't feel liberating, writer at Slant Magazine. I, this guy, whoever this is, Slant <laughs> Magazine. I, I almost, I almost feel like I need to ban you from Down the Hall Podcast forever. Like I might put up a poll, like and just say, like, hey, are we banning Slant? Like, is it, is it just, is enough enough? You move on to the best review. Any guesses, Rodney, um, where the worst review came from? I only know one place that it couldn't have come from because there is only one source that you promised me you would never bring up again. So I'm going to say anyone but Slant Magazine. You know, I can make all the promises I want, but sometimes my hands are tied. I have to be honest, and when the actual honest-to-goodness worst review pops up and it's Slant Magazine, what am I supposed to do? Not tell the listeners? You know which publication gave it a really high review? Slant? Slant! Freaking Slant Magazine gave it a high review. Man, we're I so off the rails here, but I had to include they that. They flip. I think they, they, they do They do what, what I like that? to do. Have you heard anything back from them? No. No. Nothing. I tweeted two different... I emailed and tweeted two different um, people from them, and I've never heard back. Uh, well... When I first started getting involved with you guys with the um, the Pixar theory, we, I coined the phrase Rodney rant. So he did go on a bit of a rant about the Pixar theory, but Chet's taken over. Uh, he's really not happy about Slant Magazine. And um, it's become the ultimate insult on the podcast. If you like, ooh, that's, true. A, that's Slant Magazine territory. Yeah, like uh, you just said something pretty, Slant Magazine-y. Yeah. And I just, there's a couple of times we've read out the sentences they've written and they've been woeful yeah <laughs> hysterical and i just love the way um i hope you've included it in the montage when rodney describes him as um uh slant is uh, an ex chet just keeps on going back to he can't let go <laughs> but he keeps saying that he's over like i mean <laughs> yeah. i'm completely over her but like i mean but she's let's ridiculous just check it out. right i mean she's just ridiculous <laughs> it's so true like yeah we went to yeah we got dinner last night but i mean she's ridiculous i would never actually get dinner with her though you know what it is too? Is like I'm at the point, and I think you guys are too, and because each of I've heard of you, each of you say this before, where if Slant isn't the worst review, I'm still trying to figure out what it is they said about the movie of the week. Yeah. Like I still want to find them in the in the list and see what they said. Yeah, I, I'm trying to figure out where their positive reviews are because I I want to make sure that this isn't, and I know we've established this that they're not like just a negative review podcast or Magbar publication. Well, I think in the montage it, it said there was like a. There was a, a moment where the best review of one of our movies to avoid came from Slant. No, our best review, the best review of Snake Eyes, I think it was. Which, oh, with, Snake uh, Eyes. Yeah. The, the Nick Cage The one. Nick Cage movie, the, which was terrible. And the best <laughs> review came from Slant. And, like, not even the best of, like, the worst. Like, a movie that they said, this is, like, this is the movie. Like, this is, you need to see that. Yeah, no, I think from, from a Slant magazine perspective... Uh, this is one I will make fun of the English because typically what I feel like is this is a kid who's trying to be too punchy in school and just like instead of writing a four page paper writes like a, a four sentence paper and says like yes I'm legitimately turning this in and I believe I've met all of the criteria wasn't it like when we did the founder about the McDonald's like wasn't it something like a movie about McDonald's but where's the beef and then, like, one was for, like, the imitation game was, like, a movie about, like, a computing mind but doesn't quite compute. Like, like okay, 
slant. Like I, I found out where their location is in Brooklyn, and like obviously that's where Legna lives. So I feel like I, I've said this to you both. In the movie Troy, when Brad Pitt stands outside the walls screaming for Hector, like I think I need to do that outside of the walls of Slant Magazine until I get an answer. I feel like it's the only way for you to be more committed to the show than you already are would be to do that. Maybe, maybe with John Cusack, like uh, music playing above your head, just just for the just for effect. (laughs) But that's where you get into like the like creepy side romantic. Like, am I mad or do I really want their attention? You just want their attention, so. In this case, like, who knows? Maybe they love say anything or maybe they hate say anything and then they open the door because you have the – or maybe they love Troy or maybe they hate Troy. Probably they hate both. Yeah, because they're both quality films. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you um, play the Slant Magazine game? You did, uh, Chet, you texted me one night. You told – you explained it to Legna. You said, pick any film. And you just picked a random film and Slant Magazine had yeah. the worst review on IMDb. I completely – thank you for – I'm not kidding, Rodney. I don't know if I told you this. I'm sitting with Legna and I said, pick a film. And she did. And I forget which one it was. And I, I think it was it Interstellar. Interstellar. I said, pick yeah. a film that you know you like from like the last few years. And she said, Interstellar. I opened it up and the worst review was Slant Magazine. That's a great <laughs> game for any listener to play. Find your favorite game. film and see where Slant ranks it. Because I'm, I'm positive at this point that it's going to be low. Was the commentary something like Interstellar? Inter sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, so we just looked at the movies we've done and, and the guests and, uh, and you know, those are really what have driven the show in, in terms of our side of things. But I mean, none of it would mean all that much if it weren't for the listeners. And I think this next segment is completely devoted to you, the listeners. Uh, as we look back, there are a couple things that I really want to highlight that were just, uh, fantastic parts of the journey for, for me, I know. And, and I know for you, Rodney, and I speak for you when, when we say we are extremely appreciative of the feedback we get and of the interaction we get. It makes it so fun for us to see that happen. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I completely agree. I think the, the most fun thing about putting something out into the world is knowing or, or having people find it and then respond back or, you know, talk to you about it. I think that's, that's a pretty fun thing. It's a pretty fun thing to have people, you know, to get a text message here or there where people are listening to your show. Um, and I don't know, it just connects you with people, you know? Um, so I think that from that standpoint, it is, if people weren't listening, it certainly wouldn't be as fun. And it's, it's great when you get the feedback that people enjoyed the recommendations, because it is a risk. And you do feel a little bit vulnerable putting those recommendations out there sometimes. But when um, you get all the feedback from people saying how much they enjoyed the recommendation, uh, then you feel a little bit more justified. Yeah, no, it's, ab- it's absolutely true. And I think um, Rodney will never say this, but you know, and, and it's true, but like, there is a lot of hard work that goes into the show. None of it would happen, um, without, uh, without Rodney, just like logistically and the technology side of things. And so there is a lot of work that goes in, like, sure. Anyone, you know, you can just press record and see what happens, but we decided early on, we didn't just want to do that. We wanted to put together as, as good of a show as we possibly could. And Rodney kind of provides the, the tech side of things to make sure the sound is good. And, you know, it's really, it's really awesome when, when the listeners can, can appreciate that. And I think that one of the things that early on helped us understand that and encouraged us to keep going was we got nominated for some award. It was just sort of like this, like podcast of the week or podcast of the month, whatever it was. And at the time, like that was pretty cool. But what we saw from that, I think until that point, I had not yet realized the, the down the hall community for what it was. And at that point, I realized, Oh, there are people who, 
do tune in every single week and actually like have made this what it is. And it, in, in that nomination to see the amount of people on Twitter actively voting, tweeting out, you know, retweeting. And, and we actually, we, we won. It was a vote. It was based on a vote. And it's not so much about the award itself. It was more about the, uh, the people that kind of really stepped up and, and showed us that, Hey, like, we like the show. Yeah, do yeah, and I, I feel like there were some other podcasts in there that we didn't actually think that we'd be able to no. drum up that many people to go vote for us. But um yeah, no, that was pretty that was a pretty fun thing to watch. And through that we actually met Matt and Pete. Through through that nomination, we actually met Matt and Pete from oh, really? Checkdown. Yeah. Oh, is that where yeah. that came from? Yeah, yeah. So I think like we like all of a sudden kinda had been tweeted and retweeted on Twitter and I like I remember at one point then we, you know, I feel like there was a message exchange back and forth from, from Matt to me and we started kind of exploring the idea of what it might look like. And, you know, once a week we go on their show and, and give a movie recommendation and talk about the one from the week before. And what we didn't expect, or at least what I didn't expect was gaining two really awesome friends out of it. Matt mm-hmm. and Pete do an amazing job over at Checked Out in Jersey. Very different show than ours. Uh, it's more of like a radio show, talk show, and it's, it's hilarious. And we even went down there. And recorded with them in studio, and I, I will say, looking back on year one, that's one of my highlights of the year. Yeah, no, they definitely do a, a different show than we do, but I think it's been fun. Um, I mean, actually, that's one of the memories too that I have is like the first few times that we um, that we did the interview with them, we weren't even in the same car, right? We were both called, we were calling in separate mm-hmm. to the show um, from two separate phones, and um, what you know, it's just. It was a funny experience because there are these two guys who, if you've seen their or listened to their show at all, it's, it's a pretty irreverent show. And I think they immediately were trying to figure out who the heck are these two guys. And pretty quickly they identified like they may or may not be Mormons, <laughs> <laughs> which I remember thinking is like, well, that's not true. But you're close. Like I remember thinking, like they already have us pegged. <laughs> so that that was something I specifically always think of with checked out in Jersey because I think, in general, that I think they're always trying to poke and prod to figure out like who they like who who are we talking to here and the the fact that it was pretty much immediately that they were down the path of it, us being Mormons, I thought so was, funny. was funny, but most likely because we don't talk about the same things they talk about on a day-to-day basis. Not on a microphone basis anyway. Yeah. There was a recent episode where they spent a good 30 minutes making fart jokes, which was brilliant. Oh yeah. I, I was listening to it uh, just recently at work Yeah, and um, it's a problem. It's a problem because like, it's one thing to be, like, laughing at work, you know, with headphones on and if somewhere you were to say, like, oh, what is it? Oh, it's just a stand-up comedian. So there's something about, like, saying, oh, it's just a radio show where they're just talking about farts and, like, how <laughs> Hitler maybe had gas. And <laughs> yeah. it's too hard to explain. Like, that's not something I'm going to do. Yeah. So, Lyndon, you, you asked the question, uh, like, you texted us today. It might be interesting to talk about what our favorite uh, listener feedback was from this past year. Yeah, yeah. Which came in many forms. I mean, we would do topical discussions every week. We would have movie recommendations that came in through our website. Um, you know, we already mentioned that, that award that we were nominated for, but I think also even reviews that we were, we had gotten on iTunes. There are a lot of ways that, that the listeners have really showed us that there's a community of people who have come around the idea of taking back movie night. So I ask you guys, what was your favorite? Or what stands out to you from the feedback we've received this year? Because really one of my favorite feedbacks is from Ivy, 
um, when she <laughs> called to to my attention that she thought that I was funnier than you, and that still uh, until, that still holds until last week. No, no, no. She said that I might be the funny one now. No, no, no. She never said that you might, might be the funny one. I she, have the message. I can read it to you. Uh, <laughs> I remember you reading it during the episode. No, no, huh? no. I can read it to you right now. You know, the acknowledgement of you being able to do something funny versus being the funny one. Two different things. You know what? I think you probably still will have Ivy as your, as your, as your bigger fan there. As a, mm-hmm. I get that. Um, but I think one thing that I should mention is that Georgie, mm-hmm. uh, happened to wish me a happy birthday. Now, now because you set that up to, to have all the listeners yes. that contributed to that, you know, wish me a happy birthday. But when Georgie sang happy birthday to me, I, uh, there's no shame in saying this. I was choked up, man. Yeah. I, that, that might be my favorite listener feedback of the year. Although I will also say, Kilt Mark, Mark from the Checked Out in Jersey kind of group of fans, uh, coming on the show with us down there and telling us that he and his wife have been able to take back movie night every yeah. week for themselves. And he talked about, you know, and I'll play the clip, you know, tile yeah. to tile to tile, right? As, like I said earlier, um, one of my big, uh, time sucks is I'll, I will get on Netflix and I'll point the remote. And I will go from tile to tile to tile to tile. Oh, yeah. And I will spend more time than my my life has in the checkbook <laughs> looking for something and eventually settling on nothing or something. That you've already I, I watched a thousand do. times. Um, like I was saying before, I, I love time travel adventures. Midnight in Paris, I would have hit that tile and never recognized for it was and would have kept going. I didn't, didn't Mark, Mark, you actually said that it's helping your marriage. I think you went as far Absolutely. as saying that it's helping. My wife will true. sit there and finally she'll just like, will you just settle on something, go to bed. I, I may not always remember what the movie is that you recommended. Right. Um, but I'll start to flip through and all of a sudden there it is. It's like, I know this. Why? Oh, that's right. And I'll look and I'll watch it. And uh, it's nice to actually have a direction, whether it's a movie I enjoy and most of the times, it's actually something I enjoy watching uh, or not. But it's nice to finally just stop moving and settle mm-hmm. on something. Between Mark and Georgie, both wear skirts, I'm sure. Uh, those are my favorite listener feedback. That's great. No, I, I, um, you certainly deserve those happy birthdays. All right. Enough of that. Enough of that. Lyndon? Obviously, all the feedback, I have to mention Georgie being my daughter. So that's obviously my favorite. But apart, apart from that, um, just looking at the the iTunes reviews and obviously the more iTunes reviews the, the podcast gets, the better. There's a nice uh, five-star one from a great name, Hot Donkey Bear. Hot what? A, hot, I can't even say it. Hot Donkey Bear, one oh, word. Is that anything like great Man name. Bear Pig from South Park? I, I don't know. I don't know. It sounds pretty uh, – that's a pretty good fan right there. Yeah. I'm afraid it's to Google fun. it. <laughs> it says fun film show absolute delight just finished the oscar snubs episode found it both entertaining and informative we'll check out the future episodes so that's always good to hear oscar snubs that was the first time we had you on yeah, that's, uh, yeah. are you donkey bear review hot man is <laughs> yeah. that are you him yes i mean he is <laughs> a secret hot identity. donkey bear i've been calling you a hot donkey bear for a long time i didn't i didn't realize you also well, identified what a coincidence such. yeah it's a big coincidence how did you know? <laughs> All right, guys. So as we close out this episode, I think it's important as we look back at year one, a lot to be uh, happy about, a lot to be thankful for. But we 
progressing into year two with high hopes for the show. Now, guys, what about guests? What would be your dream guests for year two? Uh, we had guests that if I were to look back at the beginning of year one and you were to tell me that we would get to interview Rob Burnett and Kurt Braunohler and, you know, Patrick Bryce, I would, I would say, I don't think that's probably, you're thinking of somebody else. So what's, who would you, who would be your, your number one guest you wish to uh, interview this year? Should I answer is Ricky Baker from, uh, <laughs> from Hunt for the World of Fever. Ricky Baker. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to go ahead and say, I think we've said it before, or at least I've probably said it before, Mike Birbiglia. I've loved Mike Birbiglia for a long time. I've seen Birbiglia. him. I've seen his stand up, uh, multiple times in person. Um, he's local to this area. I just feel like he would be a really, it just seems like, the conversation would be genuine and interesting, uh, just and relatable even. Cool. I would love that. I've tweeted at him twice. Uh, I said, make make the dream of two guys from Boston come true. Let us interview you. No, and he no said, response. And he said, <laughs> I don't care about it. <laughs> no response. No response. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Lyndon? Well, Mike Babiglia, I think, is the one for the podcast. That would be great. But my dream interview, obviously, will never happen, but would be Christopher Nolan just because he's my favorite filmmaker. He oh nails gosh. every genre he takes on. Awesome. Uh, he manages, he makes indie films, but makes them accessible and makes them out like blockbusters. Gosh, and he, he doesn't treat his audience like idiots. He really wants you to be invested in the film. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And there's, I, I, when I first came on the podcast, you guys, I said in my top five favorite films, is what I call the Chris Nolan spot, which at the minute is the prestige, but you could put inception in there. You could put dark Knight in there. Uh, you could put lots of things in there. Yep. And again, he like um, broke cinema boundaries again this year with Dunkirk. He just did something that hasn't really been done before, took an old genre and gave his own twist on it. Well, I mean, both of those would be awesome. I, I am rooting hard for both of those. Mine, I guess, uh, would be John Krasinski. I think John Krasinski would be great because I think that I would love to talk to him about, you know, I think that there's a story somewhere in there about being tied to, you know, success with a specific franchise mm. like the office, yeah. but then also then trying to be, you know, recognized as like an actor outside of that too. I mean, right. He's been in a few bigger, bigger things in the last few years. He's directed. Um, he's from, he's from here. He's from Massachusetts. Yep. I would love to talk to him. It'd be a great one. So guys, we have plans for, for year two. I will say without saying who they are, we do have four different guests that are in the works. Um, two that are more set in stone than, than the others. Um, but the other two would be, I think, the biggest guests we've ever had. So, uh, you know, as we continue, I, my 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 commitment, you know, to you guys and to the show is to keep pushing hard for those because that'd be awesome. But uh, the bigger announcement, the biggest announcement uh, that we have saved for the end. Are you guys ready? I mean, I, my heart's racing right now. Are we? I, I, we can. We can. This is our last chance. We can. It's we can. Not, we can like step out. We don't have to mm-hmm. do this. We, is my, my last heart, chance to back out yeah no my heart's racing because i'm also very hungry uh well well guys you know no time like the present let's let's do this thing uh the the announcement for down the hall podcast as we go into year two and beyond is that rodney we will have a third host mm. on the show we will have it won't just be you and i every week well a lot of weeks it'll be mm-hmm. you and i yeah but creatively uh, in terms of just, you know, movie, not just special episodes, but regular episodes, we will be joined as full time as possible by none other than Sir Lyndon Wells from across the pond. Woo! How do you? Let's, 
Thank you. I, I prefer the title Lord Linden. Oh, Lord. That's fine. Okay, you're out. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> that's it. It was a good run. Cut. Yeah. Um, from day one, when you awkwardly uh, complimented him when he was still on Skype, uh, I think we learned very quickly that there's something to be said for having similar creative sensibilities. And uh, and the you know, Lyndon, you have been a behind-the-scenes invaluable resource for the show, giving us constructive criticism, giving us movie recommendations, giving us feedback on literally every single episode that's come out. And for the most part, you've been operating as a third host without getting the recognition. So I think it's about time that Down the Hall podcast goes from two to three. So it's going to be a big year. Yeah. It's about time we mend uh, what what the countries could never figure out, which is, uh, you know, <laughs> we're going to get over that American Revolution. Um, we're going to just, well, you know, bring the countries back together, so they say. Well, this is a start of a new British invasion. This is, oh, that's right, because oh, I yeah. think Lyndon has an announcement of his own. Yeah. So next year, uh, me and my wife plan to come out to visit you guys in Boston. I can't wait. Uh, and then the plan is to organize a live episode. We are going to do a live show. We're going to set it up somewhere. We're going to do you know, details to follow. Our goal, now it is a goal. We have to, you know, there's certain things that have to happen for us to get there. But the goal is to do a live show when Lyndon comes out. How fun would that be? It'd be so much fun. I don't know. There's one thing that I want you to just uh, keep in mind is that we have a president who doesn't want people coming over the borders. <laughs> so I would just keep in mind that you might have to fight through like a, in a um, Black Hawk Down section. No, Black, not Black Hawk Down. What is it? White House Down? Yeah. Olympus has fallen <laughs> type situation. We might be, you know, avoiding the president. When you come over, right? For the British we'll invasion. We'll get there. Yeah, he's... The so British anyway, invasion. Just, I just... Just be prepared. Not with weapons, because... Yeah. Emotionally prepared, London. Yeah. Emotionally prepared. And then once I'm there, we can celebrate by going to a beer garden. Yeah. In in, in Boston, where it all went down, London, where it all went down. <laughs> yeah, we should go to, like, the <laughs> restaurant. Bunker Hill. Like, <laughs> we could go to, like, one of the, the ship where they have, like, the tea the got tea, dumped throw off. Throw the tea into we, the harbor, which you can still do. It's, uh, it's a very dirty place <laughs> over there. But, yeah, yeah it's... It's going to be great. We're going to make yeah. we're going to make you dump tea into the harbor. <laughs> Lyndon, do it. <laughs> I don't want to. No, that'll that'll be great. And and uh, you know, Tony Blair will be so mad. <laughs> Tony Blair, that's such an up to date reference. <laughs> that's as up to date as I get. <laughs> that's like me referencing Bill Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i think it took a year for us to get into politics but here we are here and, we are uh, and, <laughs> yeah, and politics so yeah. uh no i am i'm excited for that year two will be huge we're excited be huge and <laughs> we what? can't we can't wait for huge. Lyndon to come over here and uh we'll see what happens should be fun should be fun um, it's gonna be great all right gents so any closing remarks before Lyndon, you crawl, I'm sure, into bed, and uh, and Rodney and I, we we're gonna go out for his birthday. No, so I'll just close out the way I always close it out. That's Lyndon, our new co-host. That's Chet, and I'm Rodney. This is Down the Hall podcast. Yikes! He always he doesn't he doesn't like me to end it. So then we we my, I, every my, once in a while I'll I'll just throw one in there. When you do that, my <laughs> shoulders just slowly go up as I just. I just cringe. I just cringe at you. My my favorite thing is to always end by saying, <laughs> that's Rodney. I'm Chet. <laughs> it's this down all podcast. It's uh, a simple joy for me. What a broken man <laughs> you are.
<laughs> well, yeah, I, don't, I think the, the closing's done, isn't it? That was pretty good. Thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, he just hijacks. <laughs> he just hijacks things. And uh, all right. Well, I guess we'll see you next week. <laughs> you can, that was so uh, pathetic. You, see you next well, week, then. Yeah. You can. I'll say this. You can follow us on Twitter at Down the Hall Guys, which we will now update the bio. I've been waiting to do. We will have Lyndon's uh, Lyndon's Twitter information in there as well. You can go to our website, downthehallpodcast dot com, where you can scroll down and recommend a movie for us. Where else will uh, they be able to find us from year two? Oh yes. So that's that is one of the things. So year two comes with uh, a new Facebook page. Well, I'll say a Facebook page because we didn't yes. do that before. Uh, <laughs> we didn't really go full-fledged into marketing. Like I said, we wanted to really find what we were doing. Now that we have it, uh, Facebook will be a part of, of the show. So you can find all the topical discussions there. That's where we're going to post every episode. There will be guest uh, you know, profiles. It's going to be hopefully extremely interactive. That's how we want to really drive the interaction between us and the fans. Twitter did a great job of that, but really helping us connect to people in like London and Israel where this is going to hopefully help us connect more with some of our fans locally. So we're excited about that. In our own backyard, quite literally, the stalkers in our own backyard <laughs> are going to make the invite. They'll definitely be at the live show. Our stalkers from the backyard are devout listeners. Yeah. <laughs> They're also devout watchers, which is more uncomfortable, but hey, we'll take what we can get. <laughs> we're not fussy over here. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, all that to say, we will see you guys next week. <laughs>